everyone, welcome to the Banter Blender. I'm Ben Mandelker from bsideblog.com and the Watch What Crappens podcast. And uh, this is just a podcast about banter. I mean, the Banter Blender has, li- has laid, laid, lied, whatever the proper conjugation is, dormant for about a year. It skipped all of 2016, which perhaps was a good thing. Um, but now, guess what? It is back. It is back from the dead. Um, and joining me here on the first episode of 2017 is a good friend, Jessica Ogilvie, who is also a writer extraordinaire for such publications as Playboy and LA uh, Times, LA Magazine perhaps even? Yes. All of the, all of the above. All of the above. Yes, and yes. Many, and many other outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to thank, the podcast. Thank you. I love bantering. I love bantering too. I feel like there's been a lot of pent-up banter. Yes. That needs to be unleashed on the world. I couldn't agree more. But I also feel like it was really smart to not banter during 2016 Mm -hmm. because there was too much banter. It was too much banter and things could have gotten ugly and off the rails. I mean, things did pretty much get ugly and off the rails, but we would have... We just would have contributed. We it would have just gone. We would have taken it to the next level with with more banter. I think. Yeah. Sometimes I think you want to let something sit. Yes. And think about what you want to say. Yes. And then it's like marinating, and right. you're, you're thinking about it, and then you want to banter. So while everyone was outraged in 2016, we were marinating. Marinating on thoughts. So about many things. Yes. Actually, the real truth is that. Um, at various times over the year, Jessica and I would get together for a bagel or for coffee mm-hmm. or for who knows what, and we would be talking for 45 minutes, and then invariably we'd say, gosh, I wish we had recorded this for the Banter Blender to bring yeah. it back. Yeah, and that's why we're here, yes. because of our amazing banter. We had a great banter <laughs> Unrecorded session. banter, yeah, yeah. And we said, you know what, enough's enough. Right, enough's enough. <laughs> enough is enough. Give the people what they want. That's right, you know, that's exactly right. Let them listen let the banter, in. Let the banter, you know, that, you know, and it's appropriate that the banter blunder is back because um, there have been a lot of changes. 2016 um, brought me a revamped apartment. Mm-hmm. I would, this place was renovated. Yes. It, what, if this sounds more echoey, it's because there's now hardwood floors yeah. in this place. But even more importantly, the new renovations allowed for space for a Vitamix blender. Critical. Critical. Critical space. Thematically appropriate for the Banter Blender podcast. Oh, I see. So it's, what? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it was a sign of things to come. Yeah. It was like the Vitamix was also marinating. It was marinating. It yeah, was allowing. Waiting, waiting to come into my life. Yeah. Uh, you have a Vitamix too, I believe. I do. I yes. do. Game changer. Yes. Absolute game changer. Um, I got my Vitamix just for a little history in 2000, December of 2015. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah, so this so, is again, again, pre, like okay. I, you know, see, they get so Setting much up has happened, <laughs> right? So much has happened. So what? Uh, I got it because my uh, my now husband. I also got oh, married. Gosh, see, in 2016, um, and I he wanted one, and mm. I was like, well, whatever, okay, we'll get a Vitamix. Turns out he rarely uses it, but I now use it every single morning to make smoothies. So wow, it changed. My health game. What do you put in your smoothies? I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I, I could sense I could sense you were fishing for a smoothie question. Yeah, it was not a subtle fish. Um, <laughs> I put you put unsubtle fish into your smoothies. I'm so glad. That, well, if you must know, uh, I put almond milk, kale. Whoa. Yeah. Very LA. Oh, already, right? <laughs> oh, it gets worse. It gets worse and better. Chia seeds. Okay. Yeah. Um, protein powder. Yeah. I'm sorry that I'm saying this out loud it's okay. as I'm saying it. No, it's fine. Um, frozen strawberries. Oh, I, you know, I hate strawberries. What? Yeah, it's a thing for me. Breaking. Uh-huh. We are I, breaking news. Uh, I hate strawberries and raspberries and blueberries and almost all, all berries. Uh, but I don't want to say all because I, I, I do enjoy cranberries. Well, cranberries, thats that makes sense. They're a different They're like berry. barely a berry. Yeah, they're barely a berry. Yeah. Why do you hate berries? I hate the berries? way they taste. I hate the way they taste. I hate Shocking. the way they smell. Mm-hmm. Ever since I was little, I just despise them. Wow, you really hate them. Like, they make me gag. Like, I, I've often thought one of the reasons why I could never go on a show like Survivor mm-hmm. is if I had to eat berries for some reason. And... <laughs> 
I'd be humiliated on national TV because they'd be like, how could you not eat the berry? Like, that's the easiest task. All you have to do is eat, like, a strawberry. Right. And then you get to win right. something. <laughs> and it's like, no, that would, that would actually stand in between me and a million dollars. You Wow. For a million dollars, you would not eat a berry. Well, for a million dollars, I would eat one. Okay. But I it, think. But still, it would, be, it would be tough. Yeah. Yeah. It would be tough. The thing is, I would be gagging, and it would be a whole... It'd be a whole thing. And I know that there will be people out there making fun of me because I've been that person making fun of people on Survivor and various right. TV shows for not being able to just do something simple. And I I can dish it. I cannot take it. Wow. It's well, official. Well, we've all been there. I mean, yeah. but that's also, to your credit, why... You know, that's called self-awareness, I think. And that, yes. you know, you know you're not going... I know my limits. You know your limits. You, yeah. you can dish it out fairly because you are also saying at the same time, I wouldn't do it. Right. Be- I'm making a conscious choice. Right. You, you can't do it and you decide to put yourself out there right. and humiliate yourself. Yes. Whereas I knew, I'm like, I'm not going to humiliate myself because I, I know my limit. That's right. I know I wouldn't eat the berry. Right. I knew it. So I didn't even apply. To Survivor. Here you are on Survivor making a fool out of yourself. You know, you should have seen that coming. Yes. Have That's, you never seen the show? See, it all makes sense. See, now yeah. I feel much better about my stance on yeah, this. Good. Um, so you're smoothie, though. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're humiliating yourself on a public platform. Tell me more about your smoothie. Um, this I could, like, really talk about it for a long time because it's now, it's been a year that I've been making these smoothies. Really? A year every morning? Almost every morning, yeah. Wow. They're so easy and yeah. I don't, I love breakfast, but I don't really like to cook breakfast. Yeah. So smoothies are a great solution yeah. for people like me. People on the go. Yeah. People on the go who, who go are, from the bed, <laughs> kitchen to the, to the living, living room. room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people on the went. Right. People on <laughs> People on the go for five feet in their pajamas. <laughs> um, just to be clear, uh, I work from home. So that's, yeah. yeah, there's really like, I don't need to put it in a to-go cup. But that's all that's in this movie. Sometimes I put, I mean, I, I, you know what? Okay, at this point, sometimes I put in coconut chips, okay? There. That's, that's, that's nice. It's lovely. It's really adds a nice <laughs> sweetness you I, I like you really delivered that last bit there with a bit of shame and i'm like you yeah. know i think the chia seeds is where that where right. the shame would be right that's I, like the classic la ridiculous yeah i mean i think that straight through if we're being honest yeah. you know I, what i said was almond milk kale chia seeds right. uh, protein powder and strawberries i, mean, I don't know that there's anything to be proud of <laughs> you know I, I respect it and i'll tell you why Thank um you. uh you know 2016 for me was a struggle with my eating and mm. my exercise. Mm. And I've complained about this a lot on Watch for Crappins. And, you know, and I get it by all intents and purposes. I'm generally a skinny person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like I am obese or anything. But I have my personal challenges. Sure. I have things I want to look like. And I do feel like I undermine myself a lot mm. um, with my eating, uh, with my exercise habits, etc. And um, I, previous to 2016, I was in a great zone for probably about a year or two. Mm -hmm. I was eating very healthy and like I had regular routines of eating, regular routines of working out. And then 2016 was a year where um, my working out was very inconsistent and my healthy eating was inconsistent. And I I blamed it a lot on travel. I was traveling a lot in 2016. Mm -hmm. It's not like I was going on vacations, but it's like a little three-day thing here, a little three-day thing there. And it's totally screwed me up. And a place where I can really uh, can see the disruption of my routine is in my breakfast. Right, right, Because right. I, what, what I would do is every morning for breakfast, I would just make three eggs or some egg whites. Like just every morning, I would just go have like a little omelet pan, track and put them in there. And that's all I would do. I just have every single day. And that's just the way it was. Mm-hmm. But then somewhere along the line in this disrupted routine, three eggs just wasn't enough. Or it just seemed like... Uh, annoying to do you know suddenly uh, it couldn't just be three eggs now I want to add like some pizzazz to it and then adding pizzazz is more effort and then suddenly I'm like uh, and then all of a sudden it's like 12, 12 p.m. and I'm like now it's missed a meal or I've done something even more unhealthy which is I've gotten a sandwich from Starbucks right 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 yeah it's a slippery slope it is a slippery slope and like you just brought up so many points that I want to address yes <laughs> um but I'm not, uh, I'll start by saying what I think is so interesting. So I was just reading this article on Lifehacker, which I love Lifehacker, mm. by the way. I love it too, and I never read it. It's 
I never did read it, but I, I maybe started a couple years ago, and it's like every article is right. so on point, especially if you're looking for something specific. Like, yeah. that's how I found a good pair of um, wireless headphones, for example. <laughs> I looked at Lifehacker's Yeah, I, the Lifehacker helped me, I think, with my TV. Oh, new TV. Oh, see, it... It's a real nice look in Wait, here. Wait, if I turn that TV on, you'll be astounded by how good it looks. And by the way, speaking of Survivor, no show looks better on TV than Survivor on this TV in HD. The well, colors, unparalleled. It deserves well, an Emmy for something. <laughs> Go on. I believe you, and I look forward to turning it on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, at some point. I can't wait. Um, so I was reading this article on Lifehacker about, uh, I think it was called Why You Need a Morning Ritual, Not Just yeah. a Morning Routine. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about like doing something you enjoy every morning. Yes. And I just think, it, you know, it's like we've all read the articles and the listicles there. And I think like for the most part, we all kind of know what that kind of article is going to say like get up masturbation you know uh number two you know whatever it is for you in the morning and but it's it's interesting how that like pretty conventional wisdom uh as i'm listening to you talk like actually plays out in real life because it's 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 one thing to know it it's another thing to try to do it because you think like oh well i know this is true and that's enough but you actually have to do those things yeah and when you don't have a nine-to-five job when you don't have to go to an office Mm -hmm. establish uh, maintaining a routine can be tricky because you know the going to an office is in and of itself a ritual Mm -hmm. right there's the you know i've found that when i've had nine-to-five jobs or even when i was younger i had to go to school and everything you know you know you've got to leave at this time to get to work or to go where I have to go. And therefore everything's sort of like, well, you have to eat this at this point. Like you have sort of like a, you do have a morning ritual, but when you are doing it on, when you're, when you're living from home and working from home, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Like, once you get one going, it's great. Mm-hmm. But once it breaks, mm-hmm. some people, they're the alpha people who can just like pick it up again. But for me, I have actually been in a big struggle yeah. and I feel like I actually want to, I mean, I want to blame everything. I know right. it all is me. Right. Right. Yeah. I know it's all me. <laughs> But I also want to, you know, uh, I I feel like the the two areas where I have tr- trouble with my routine is a the breakfast situation. It's a big deal. It's a big it's deal. It's a big deal. And let me tell you something else. Uh, I really dislike making eggs. You know what it is? Because I hate actually cracking eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I hate cracking eggs. You know, but okay, you I think are hitting on a critical point, which is that the reason this is my own personal theory, okay? Yeah. The reason that we don't stick to routines is because of something tiny like that. Yeah. And you have to identify the tiny thing. Right. Like cracking eggs. You know, okay, just crack the egg. But, like, that's what's key. It's never, like, something... It's rarely something global and huge that's yeah, keeping you from doing it. Yeah, it's usually something... It's it's something like, ugh, I don't feel like cracking those eggs today. Right. <laughs> and that throw, that throw off your whole year. Yeah. Think about I'm that. I'm just like, ugh, you have to, like, you, you know, you gotta... Uh, let, let me let me now let me unpack everything. <laughs> let's 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 unpack it. Because I used to just do the egg whites, right? Which, okay. by the way, I really respect that you ever separated eggs. I hate it. And so so first of all, the egg whites were annoying. And I had this little red bowl that mm-hmm. I would crack them into, and the bowl was like the perfect size for 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 um, sh- mixing eggs or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. beating eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a nice like like edge where you could crack an egg on. It was nice. It just sort of cracked generally nicely. Uh, but again, the, the, the annoyance of um, separating eggs and then those times you have to pick out shell. I mean, it just drives me nuts. You get messy. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing, it yeah. just is like really annoying to mm-hmm. me. It's not hard. It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then I moved up from egg whites to, egg, to full eggs mm-hmm. because there's this new data that came out that said that egg yolks are not this horrific thing for your cholesterol as right. previously believed. Mm-hmm. And then, then once you go to full eggs, it's like really hard to go back to whites. Yeah, whites actually are not tasty. They're not. And I never realized, I used to always think that just regular eggs were not that tasty. They're just like whatever, eggs. Yeah. So for me going, when I had a mindset of eggs, just like whatever, and then going to whites, it was like, well, it's just more whatever. But then when you have whites for like nine months straight, mm-hmm. and then you go and you make regular eggs, and you're like, 
holy shit. <laughs> Yes, These are yes. so good. They're, and they're so much so better. much better. They're so much. You can't. There's. You can't go. I mean, that's out of the question. Exactly. Never. You're never going back to egg whites. Not at least for a decade. Exactly. Yeah. But the reason why that why I even brought up the egg whites thing is because at least with egg whites, you could get egg whites in a carton. You know, because oh. at, at a certain point, I got sick of the separating, so mm-hmm. I started buying the cartons. And it's like, they don't oh, taste as right, good, but right. at least you can pour them in there, and then it's even, you have no excuses, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But um, but with eggs, you have to do the whole thing. Yep. And then my my egg bowl broke. Oh my God, <laughs> you, it's like everything is conspiring against. It chipped. There was like, it was chipping off. I yeah. had to, so I had to go to a different bowl, which has mm-hmm. a different brim. Oh my God. So with, the, with this brim, every time I go to... Um, crack an egg mm-hmm. um, you get this thing where sometimes it's like the most magnificent crack of all time it's like perfection <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it does that thing where it, it sort of doesn't totally crack it sort of does like a, a, a crackly dent ugh the crackly you know? I do you know the crackly dent I where it's do like know not... the crackly dent yes it's, all, it's, a, it's a crackly it's like dent it's a, it's a crackly <laughs> yeah, dent yeah, so you have to is. go in again but the thing is because the crackly dent it's so fragile mm-hmm. that the next one even if you get a good break all those things are going to fall into the bowl yeah so that's annoying right and on top of that if you hit this bowl in the wrong direction when you crack it like half the egg goes flying off outside the bowl it's like oh. a really cr- it's like a take it's an actual an art to to get to know the exact like angle and speed with which you hit the egg to the bowl per bowl exactly it's bowl by bowl now and i realize this sounds very much like first world problems, is, they say. Yeah, and I just want to say it 100 percent is right. Let's just right. Okay, let's acknowledge but that. I think, yeah, I think, I think we're table. allowed to have our annoyances. Yeah, we under. I understand. I could be starving. Right. I understand that. <laughs> let's not let let no one think that we don't recognize the in, inanity mm-hmm. of these problems. I understand the bubble situation. Right. And but, I, but therefore, I'm still going to continue to ex- show people what life is like inside the bubble. Right. Let's talk about what life is like inside the egg crack Welcome and bubble. bubble. The egg yeah. crack and bubble. Yeah. 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 So uh, those are things that really. So sometimes <laughs> I wake up and I'm just like, I don't know if I feel like this. Mm-hmm. The other thing that is, should also not be overlooked is that uh, there used to be a fresh and easy supermarket. Oh my God, don't tell me it closed. Well, for all the fresh and easies closed. Oh, I never see, I, I sort of missed that. I sort of knew oh, it, but I sort of missed yeah. it, yeah. I, I was a huge fresh and easy fan. Fresh right. and easy was the best supermarket of all time, right. and uh, pe- people just did not know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. There was one right downstairs from my gym, so I could always be stocked with, like anytime I was running low on something, I could always be stocked. Mm-hmm. And another thing that I found mm-hmm. is that I will wake up and I'm out of eggs and instead of walking down to the supermarket to get new eggs, then I sort of like wallow. I'm like, I'll go. I'll go in a little bit. And then next thing you know, it's too late. I'm starving. I don't have enough time. I get, again, I was like self-handicap. I get yes. myself a, a sandwich from Starbucks. Right, right. It's like I lean into the excuse. Right, right. But this is the critical unpacking work. Yes. Because what we've uncovered is that you, okay, you switched to regular eggs, so you had to start cracking them, which was a, a, yes. a deviation from pouring I them, had to which officially is crack them, officially yes. crack them. Your bowl broke. <laughs> My prime egg. Your prime egg. egg cracking bowl broke, which you wouldn't think would be a big deal, but now you realize completely threw off your cracking game. My cracking game, which I had perfected, <laughs> which you had perfected, more or less. Yeah, more or less disrupted. Right. So now you have 2016. Man, 2016 was a doozy. <laughs> a doozy, and. Your grocery store that you usually got them from, which was convenient, is gone. Yeah. So now you have to make a separate trip to get eggs. And even though it's not a difficult trip, mm-hmm. again, it's not a difficult trip, it's annoying and it's enough of a thing to make me just not try. Yeah. Like it's just enough, it's like just enough of these little annoyances that have have given me an excuse to uh, to just sort of flag right. with my breakfast responsibilities. Right. You know? Yeah. And what I think is, I'm going to extrapolate one Please. further a little bit, because what all of this necessitates, if you were to go back to your egg breakfast. Yes. Okay. What you've created, what you are fine, the situation you find yourself in now is you have to actually create a new routine. Right. And that cannot be overstated because yes. you have to, now you have to go 
to a different grocery store at a different time. Yes. In the car, maybe. Yes. Nobody wants that. Yes. Uh, I don't, you know. And sprouts. Sprouts. You have to possibly buy a new bowl. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to buy a new bowl. I think I have oh. to learn to adapt to this bowl because it's ridiculous. Okay. I almost want to encourage you to buy a new bowl. Really? Yeah. Because okay. I think that the little tiny things that make I'll your... I'll be motivated. Like, right. this is my egg, egg crack and bowl. Yes. It's shockingly motivating. Okay. I, I think... I will, I'll try that. Yeah. But and that, but now I have another issue of why I feel like I've been out of my healthy eating and, and exercise routine. Um, I have been... Uh, Partaking in LA Fitness's personal trainer program. Oh, sure. Personal yeah. training program yeah. mm-hmm. for actually two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the problem I'm having with their 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 program is that you can't get a trainer for very long before they leave. Right. Because they right. don't get paid anything. Mm-hmm. And they come in for four months at most, and then they're gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens is that I I I. You're you're with them long enough to start to become sort of dependent on them, mm-hmm. like for your for your exercise and your guidance, mm-hmm. but like not enough to create. It's, it's hard to describe, but it's, it's, the point is that once they leave, I suddenly just unravel. Right, right, it's right. It's like oh, I got to start up a new with a new trainer, a mm-hmm. new thing, a new that, mm-hmm. and on top of that, you it's hard to do. You can't see, you're you can't be guaranteed that you can see them. Every Friday at 2 p.m., let's say. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you see them on Friday, and sometimes you see them on Wednesday, and sometimes you see them in, in the morning on, on Monday, which sounds like great, like flexibility. But what, it, what happens is when I'm not with the trainer, I'm like, well, what am I, what am I supposed to work out now? Like, mm-hmm. what am I working out today? Like, I just, it's hard to describe, but I've felt very much out of my workout routine with the training program, which you would think would be the opposite. Right. Uh, I would sort of think it would be the opposite, but I'm not that surprised. Yeah. I think, you know, Ben, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I feel like you're hitting on a lot of things. Like, yeah. you know, the routine. routine. And not not just routine, but like, I'm going to say oh, it because I did therapy for many years and this okay. is what my therapist would say. Uh, I'm just height, I'm peak LA on this podcast. Okay, okay yeah. So I mean, this podcast at, is already this very point, insufferable. Yeah. Talking about eggs and personal training yeah. woes. I mean, so I'm just going to go with it. Um, you have to uh, remove the judgment from your excuses. So like mm. you're saying like, oh, I shouldn't, it shouldn't be a problem that I have different times with, and it shouldn't be a problem that my trainer leaves. But if it is, it is. And yes. so you have to lean into that and say it's a problem. Yeah, a and problem is a, problem. a problem is a problem. Yeah, and you're identifying it, which is great. So you just have to say this is the reason it's a problem. Yeah, because because what will happen is um, I don't know. I just I, I I do feel like I show up for like the LA fitness training, and they'll they'll say okay, we'll do this today, and I, I don't feel I just feel like that's not part of my workout routine. It's almost feels like a separate time. Like I just show up and I wind up working out really hard and sweating and the trainers are good. It's mm-hmm. not really about like LA fitness, but it's just this idea of these aren't really trainers that you've hired. Right. It's more like you've blocked time at LA fitness. You've reserved some time with them. Right. So they're not working really on a holistic level to make you better. Right. But you you sort of like, you go to them and they say, okay, we'll work out arms today. And then next week on Friday, you might work out back. And the point is, it's like, it's always going to be something different. And you don't feel like you're growing in a routine. So all these things, I'm just going to blame everyone. Yeah. I'm blaming the bowl. I'm yeah. blaming LA Fitness. Yeah. For yeah. why I feel like my eating and my working out has been subpar. I think that is fair yes. and correct. I mean, I can also blame things <laughs> like my the fact that I'm playing more board games than ever before. Or no, <laughs> no, no. None of that is to blame. It is all external forces. <laughs> it's not has nothing to do with my personal It has choices. nothing to do with your choices. You have no personal responsibility in this Thank scenario. You. You're welcome. I had a feeling I had no personal responsibility. And you were right. You are yeah. absolved. You all. know, uh, it all swirls around to productivity, right? Productivity, New yes. Year, this is the time of year when everyone wants to talk about productivity. Mm-hmm. How has your productivity been in 2017, this new year? Right. Um, well, it's been interesting because I had... Uh, I would say it's been very sporadic. Um, One of the things that I'm dealing with in this new year is that I'm working on several projects that have no deadline. And I've been working on them for 
maybe like six months to a year at -hmm. this point. And at first it was fine. I was very motivated. But but I'm getting to the point now where it's becoming almost impossible. Like extremely difficult. And I'm pretty good at self-motivating. I think we we both are. You kind of have to be to work from home. But this is testing my self-motivation significantly. Yeah, a lack of a deadline. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is tough. It is tough. That is really. You, need, you just need to maybe ask someone to like. Maybe you someone needs to give you a deadline. Yeah, I. I you need to tell the, tell the people that you're that you're working on these projects for. Ultimately, say, listen, can you just give me a deadline because right. because I need one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a good. I think I do yeah. need to do that. Yeah. I tell my managers that I said I like being assigned homework. I I say like give me deadlines. And I respond to them because if if not, I'm I become very wishy washy myself. It's yeah. hard. It's too easy to sit there like when you're just by yourself yeah. in your apartment and yes. no one's looking or paying attention and you're not accountable to anyone via right. deadline. Um why would you not go on Facebook for three hours? Exactly. There's nothing in your mind stopping you. There's nothing and Facebook truly is an external force that affects productivity. I really yeah. actually believe that is one that I, I can actually say without like any sort of hint of, by the way, I'm going to pour uh, you some more rosé right now. Thank you. Please, uh, yeah. We have not mentioned the fact that we're actually drinking rosé during this. Yeah. Um, but Facebook is out of control. Thank it you is actually much. horrific. Mm-hmm. It is awful. Um, the political ranting on Facebook is is truly, truly terrible. And yet at the same time, I get caught up in it. I mean, I, I do get, I'm, I'm totally fired up. I'm not doing my work because right. I'm, Sitting there reading some stupid post off of some unknown website called, you know, like, Welcome Democrats or something right. like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, for me, I don't know how many, you know, I am, I'm a liberal, I'm a Democrat. I don't know uh, how, I, I believe you are also a I, liberal. I am. I am. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many conservatives yes. that you know or whatever, but like, uh, I don't know too many, but, but the ones I know are really feisty. Right. And, yes. it, and it fires me up and I'm like, I'm not someone who gets fired up about this shit, but it's firing me up. I know. I know. It's easy to get fired up. And it's also easy. Like once you go down that path and see yeah. this, I think is another going back to like morning routines and just routine in general. Once you have spent an hour or three on social media, it's, I think, almost impossible to just switch to work. Like It really, really is. Right? It's really (laughs) difficult. When someone fires you up and then you you watch something that you don't agree with, but you watch almost a hate watch Mm -hmm. to be like, huh, Mm -hmm. and then then you start thinking, you know, your mind goes in these places. It's just hard to settle down. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It's really hard. And then I think to myself, well, maybe I should just stop following those people on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But then you get in that situation, the, the bubble situation, the right. bubble. You're in your own little bubble. Right. And I'm like, well, I don't know what's better to be in my bubble so I can have a pleasant time on social media mm-hmm. or to not be in my bubble and get fired up. I'm starting to think bubble is the way to go, believe it or not. Bubble. You're I going, you're go leading bubble. bubble. Okay. Because I don't know if I'm actually being more educated. Right, right. For the clash of ideas. It's interesting. Because this is, I don't think that anyone's ideas on Facebook are actually that um, amazing. No. Right now. Right. So I feel like the whole idea is you, you need to know what other people are saying because you can't be in a bubble. But it's not mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I am seeing people on, on Facebook who are talking about their families who are like stricken with unemployment right. and problems because of this or that and because of big government caused them to lose this. It's like, oh, and now I'm seeing your side of the story. Oh, my dear friend who lost, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z in the Rust Belt. I'm not, that's, that's not, that's I'm not, not happening that anyway. Right, All right, I'm right, seeing yeah. is my friend who says things like, oh, shut up, Democrats. Right. I'm like, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is not like a serious entree into someone else's world. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. You know, it's like, so I, part of me feels like I'd rather just bubble it up and just have a pleasant time. Yeah. Well, you know what that makes me think is that actually, um, I've never thought this particular thought before. What that makes me think is that maybe what, what, what would be helpful, like for everyone, uh, in society as far as the bubble goes. Okay, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, we're about to fix it. We're about um, to fix everything. I'm right going to need you to, to really tune in right now. Um, maybe what what we really would be helpful would be to sort of like reframe what Facebook actually is because yeah. I think you make a really good point. I 
I mean, I read Facebook. I go on Facebook. I wait. I lose countless hours to it. I'm thinking the whole time, this is so dumb. And I'm thinking <laughs> yes. about it like even with even with my my smartest friends who I really whose yes. opinions I respect. Yes. So I think what might be helpful then is to say like I'm going on Facebook and Facebook is just kind of a dump. It's just kind of a yeah. trash heap. Yeah. And and I need to know that going in. Yeah. And this isn't going to be where I'm going to get any kind of news or information or insight about the other side. Yeah. So maybe we're all like expecting way too much. Maybe we're all being lazy and just relying wholeheartedly on Facebook, this garbage heap, you know, of baby pictures and rage. Yeah. And we should recognize Facebook more for what it is. Yeah, I I agree. I I think because so many people post political things on Facebook, it therefore takes on the illusion of being a news source. Right. Whereas it's just really where people are linking shit and it's, and, um, it's not really that helpful. I feel like it's. I feel like a lot of the stuff on Facebook is not to educate, but more to debunk someone's hypocrisy. Right. Oh, there's, oh, it's all yeah. And that's why I get I think so fired up because there's rampant hypocrisy, like everywhere on both sides. Yes. But I mean, I I feel like I definitely see it on on the right more because mm-hmm. obviously I'm left, so I you know I pick it up on that. And right. I'm sure they pick apart my things. It's fine. Yeah, we of all, course. We, but the point is that. I get fired up about that shit. Mm-hmm, and because mm-hmm. the thing is you get fired up and they make a point and you're like, uh, well I'm gonna debunk it right now with this great status update. I'm posting <laughs> it right there. <laughs> posting there. so hard. Yeah. And even if you debunk someone, the thing is that like everyone is so entrenched in their beliefs mm-hmm. that their brain will just literally not accept it. You're not going to fix anything. Yeah, you don't change anyone's political views, even if you present them with logic. Right. You are never going to change anyone's mind. First of all, you're hardly ever going to change someone's mind if you sat down with them across at a table yes. kindly and open-heartedly and try and really genuinely engage in car even then you're yes. probably not going to change their mind but like it, facebook <laughs> like like that you're no it's yeah. never it's never gonna so i think that maybe entering the bubble uh is or embracing the bubble if i mm-hmm. may is um a Good idea with the caveat being that you would then go, consciously look elsewhere. Yes. Make sure you go to read other... Make sure you still read the news. Right. Right. <laughs> don't, don't forget. Don't forget, though. Like, it's like if you go in the bubble... I mean, it's just... It's it's a bummer then because you can't, you know, you can't learn about certain people's lives as much. But... Right. I, I think that's... I think that's fair because um, getting your news from... Uh, you know, if I see another thing that's like Occupy Democrats or whatever, you know, and this is on my side. Right, right. You know, this mm-hmm. outrageous thing of people just being like totally outrageous, outraged about something. And on, on both sides, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. And I want my Facebook experience to be more pleasant and full right. of witticisms. Witticisms. So that way I can get on with my day. Right. <laughs> Not get dragged down in the trenches exactly. and held there. Yeah. Exactly. But the, but the hypocrisy does actually really bother me, though. Mm. And it bothers me because it won't ever be resolved. And to me, it's like such obvious hypocrisy. I, I, I'm, I'm really getting sick of um, certain kind of uh, uh, go-to expressions of, of uh, righteousness, I guess you could say. Um, so, like, political correctness, Hollywood elite, mm. you know, uh, when people just say those to dismiss mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. it bothers me because, you know, I don't think they're being, those terms are being used correctly. Yes. You know? Yes. The, the, the Hollywood elite, the liberal elite. I want to know, like, what is, you know, what is the elitism in it? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the elitism if, if, like, the suggestion is, oh, these people went off to college and live in a city and they're so wealthy. They don't know how real Americans live. I, I don't understand what about that is actually elitist. Mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. I do, of course, there are people who will act elitist. and But but what bothers me is that that's not a party affiliation thing. Right. As, for, as much as you will have those obnoxious elitist liberals, truly, I mean, you're looking at, you know, billionaires and millionaires who are... Uh, like they they are more fit the definition of elitism, so it bothers me that it just sort of gets 
thrown at liberals as like this thing and like then if someone says something it's like, oh it's just a liberal elitism right you mean specifically on facebook or in like the larger context the larger context yeah yeah that bothers me mm-hmm. you know yeah no i totally agree i think that um i totally agree and i, I think it's a good point that uh if we're talking about elitism nothing is more elite than the um old boys club yes i mean and that is a very republican venture at exactly. the moment i mean that is the definition I don't know if it's the definition of elitism. It's the definition of exclusionism. Right. It's like old, straight, white men, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, conservative. Exactly. The old boys club. And that, it, now to say that Hollywood or liberals have elitism is snobbery, I think that, you know, the part of the problem is that um, there has been... Maybe I'm playing devil's advocate. Not really, though. That's fine. I mean, there. No, I, no I, I'm thinking it through. There has been, um, I think, a tendency to for you know people, people even people I know, and in in certain circles, like it's a superiority complex yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, there's a smug. It's a smug, a smug quality. A smugness. For sure. Yeah, and I think that we got the smug slapped off our face in this yeah, election, if for you sure. if you will. Yeah. Um, because there's no reason to be smug. I mean, mm-hmm. the, most of the privileges that we enjoy. Um, are um, gifted to us, you know. Like I, yeah. the reason that I went to college is because my parents could pay for it. Yeah. And so it's there's no reason for me to be smug about that. Right. I didn't really accomplish anything, <laughs> um, and so you know, I think it's like a misplaced smugness. But I, I definitely, um, I. But not everything. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, please. But just because there are for sure, extremely smug liberals yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that every liberal belief is just the product of smugness. Right, that's Not right. Not everything is just automatically, oh, it's just smug. You're just mm-hmm. being smug. You don't understand the way, like, real Americans are. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's like, I don't know, like, I don't think it's fair to just write off everyone just like that. And I'm sure probably in the course of just this conversation, I've probably said things where then someone on the right could say, well, it's not fair to you say this about us. Right. I grant that. And you point that out to me, please. But I just think this whole, this liberal Hollywood elite, um, I just feel like it's a catchphrase at this point mm-hmm. that's used to just dismiss something that doesn't, um, that, that, feels uncomfortable if someone says it. Yeah. You know, and I understand, like, when Meryl Streep gets up there on the Golden Globes and says mixed martial arts are not the arts. Right, right, right. I To me, I took that as just a joke. She was just making a sarcastic remark. Mm-hmm. Um, but people see that as, again, smug Hollywood. But I, I just, I don't know how that being, quote, unquote, smug Hollywood, how that's any different than someone saying, well, we don't do that, or that's ridiculous, you crazy person with your vegan something or another. Like, right. that's smug too, actually, yes, by the way. Yes, very like, much so, Like, yeah. when, when people are, when you have sort of like the classic idea of what um, a conservative, non you know, like a, like a, more of like the rural type, and again, mm-hmm. this is just like the, 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 the stereotype yeah, yeah, of yeah. someone poo-pooing, like, Vegan. Big city ways and crazy vegan things and not eating like steak and potatoes. And I know, wild stereotype. Right. But Chia seeds. Chia seeds. Yeah, for example. But, to, but but when people say those things, like, we don't do it like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't do it. That's smug too, by but, the way. Yes. No, I, I agree. And that's I, like smug ruralism. Right. That's, that's, all, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Which it's means flip which, sided. Which just shows that it cuts across both parties. Yeah. And... It shouldn't really be used against one party, and it shouldn't be used just to dismiss an entire party yeah. when there are constituents of on the right, too, who are just totally smug mm-hmm. in what they believe in as well, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? I, no, I agree. And I, I think um, as far as, you know, taking a phrase like liberal elite or Hollywood elite and sort of slapping it on everything, I, I feel like it's... I think you're right, and I feel like, you know, it's a, it's a problem... It's a large. It's a larger. It speaks to a larger problem, right? Of, of like of people not um, wanting to engage in any sort of real discourse. And we, yes. I, the other problem with that I have with those kinds of catchphrases is that they very quickly become meaningless. Like, yes. you know, even even like a liberal elite, it means nothing. You know, right. I mean political correct it, it's like you hear it when you hear a phrase repeated over and over again it loses its meaning and yes. it loses its 
effectiveness um, and people stop listening and yeah. it com- it's a shutter downer of yeah. conversation exactly because it just gets lumped into this category yeah. of like well this phrase means that whatever you're saying is bullshit so I'm just going to call it this phrase and now everything you say is negated and right. political correctness is a, I think that is a, a great example of where it's really happened because mm-hmm. political correctness is essentially born out of courtesy right, right. like hey yeah. please don't call right. me that it's offensive to me or whatever mm-hmm. I prefer not to be called that and the way people act, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, like, as if they're being put out. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, of course, there's, like, some people have taken it to an extreme. But, like, is it really that hard if someone, if you call someone this thing, this thing actually, we prefer not to be called that anymore? Yeah. Is it really that hard it, to just call them something else? Right. To say something else? People say, oh, I can't say anything anymore. Yeah. And is it, re- right, is it really, put it, it's, people take, the problem, people take that very personally. Like, yeah. you know, you can't, you know, you can't call me a, you can't call me sweetheart at work, for example. You know? Yeah. I'm not saying that you're a bad person. What I'm actually thinking is, oh, Probably no one ever pointed this out to you. And yeah. and that's fine. Like, yeah. I think that, again, like, the judgment has to be removed from it. Please don't call me sweetheart at work. I'm not saying yeah. you're a terrible person. I'm sure you're a great father and right. a great partner and excellent at your job. Maybe no one has ever pointed out to you that sometimes people don't like that. Yeah, There's the- no judgment necessarily. So, you know, we on the... Uh, correcting end, you know, <laughs> also need to make sure that we're not administering corrections with, with judgment. Of course, you know, I agree. And, and 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 also on the other on the flip side, I'll just on the flip side, I think there needs to be a willingness on people who hear that, whether it's anyone, not necessarily a man or anyone who's hearing that, to not be defensive and say, yeah. "Oh, okay, I'm okay. I'm open to learning. Yeah. Thank you for telling me." Well, and that's that to me is what's so funny is that one of the big um, critiques about political correctness is that people are so sensitive these days; they can't take a joke anymore. They can't. Everyone has like thin skin. Mm. But the truth is, the people of the thinnest skin are the ones who are being corrected it's and who, are, very so, who can't yeah. deal. Right? Who are, it's like, oh, so. Like, I'm a racist now. It's like, no, no one said you're a racist. No one said you're racist. Just like, you need to update your terminology. <laughs> yeah. But now, political correctness has been turned into this, like, oppressive... It means, like, like no more free speech. Right. You know, you can't say what's on your mind. You can't truly say what's on your mind because we're introducing political correctness. Right. And the funny thing to me is that the people who hate political correctness the most, you know, they're the ones who say free speech, free speech, free speech. Well, my friend Ira who uh, is a writer for MTV News, he caused a small firestorm this week because... Do tell. Uh, do tell, uh, Do yes. tell. <laughs> I love a good firestorm, especially if oh, I'm not involved. And a, mo- a current firestorm. Yeah. And by the way, everyone, I apologize. I, I totally know that I made this political. And oh. I wasn't trying to. It's okay. But I just totally made it political. But you know, it's been a year. It's been a year <laughs> and it's 2017. Everything is different. We have Vitamixes. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if we can... I th- I don't think we should hit the table because I think they oh, might at sure. home they may just be hearing a lot of thumps. Okay, I am a Jessica's very, getting just uh, I use my hands fire, a lot. She's yeah. getting fired up. Hit, you can hit your thighs. Okay, uh, I I put a towel under the microphone, but I'm realizing it's a thin towel. Yeah, it's probably not absorbing all the thump noises. I will refrain. Okay, but either way, um, uh, so Ira he posted <laughs> he posted. Um, uh, something about I guess uh, uh, Jeff Sessions that's name Jeff Sessions mm-hmm. Jeff Sessions mm-hmm. very in tune with what's going on I guess he was going up against for his confirmation hearings and he brought his little uh, granddaughter who oh. is this like two year old uh, half Asian girl mm. um, and a lot of people felt that he brought the girl there to make himself look more compassionate it was like a typical huh. like politician's ploy right. for some right. they just brought this little girl to look so that way he looked sweeter and nicer because there's been a lot of pushback that he's a racist right. and like, that he's look, not nice. I, yeah. mm-hmm. So Ira just, he posts something very acerbic on social media, like a picture of it and he's like, um, can you please return your like Asian baby to Toys R Us when you're done? Ooh, with the implication yep. that it's like a prop that he mm-hmm. got from a toy store. Wow, did he get it? <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he had to turn everything private, you know. Oh, so wow. It was in Breitbart, it was in Fox News, it was everywhere and people are coming down like leave children out of it leave children out of it and I thought you know what I mean I, I probably he probably crossed the line but I did I was highly amused by the fact that people who are all about like uh, you know 
like anti-political correctness, freedom of speech, you don't get to tell me what to say, yada, yada, yada. Like, oh, but leave kids out of it. It's like, oh, now suddenly you want a safe space. Right. Oh, isn't that interesting? I was like, see? See how that works out? See how that works out? You're coming down on my political correctness, but you know, you also have your set of standards. Right. Right. Here I am, Facebook hypocrisy debunking. But it really, it, it bothered me. Well, I was like, because like here my friend had to go, he made a caustic joke, mm-hmm. and now he, has, now he has like thousands of people coming at him. And I'm like, you know, but you're coming at him, but you don't realize... That actually, what you're arguing for is what liberals what? are arguing for too. You and know? the and the the irony that this would revolve around Jeff Sessions, yes. who made a joke about what that, that it wasn't until he found out that the KKK was uh, I, I don't it, like he was okay with the KKK until something having nothing to right. do with racism occurred. I forget what it was. Yeah, but, I mean, the I fact- mean, this is a the the pro the the problem that everyone has with him is that he is a known racist <laughs> and <laughs> now that, so someone that. like makes a joke about a uh, different joke about race involving him and right. it's suddenly off limits and the truth was the joke wasn't even it wasn't making fun of the the little girl it wasn't making fun of the fact that she's asian it was just saying it was a joke at jeff sessions for bringing this little girl mm-hmm. into something that was not like like a pre it's not like not like like little kids Come to these confirmations. confirmations yeah, it's you know? a family it affair. Was a, yeah, it was a thing. But you know, especially for Breitbart to get all feisty about it when Breitbart, you know, obviously is mouthpiece for the alt right, and the mm-hmm. alt right, like one of its major philosophical tenets is that we can say whatever we want. We'll say whatever outrageous thing we want because when we do it, it's confirmation of free speech. Right, and so, yet, and yet, oh, suddenly there's a line. That is, it's infuriating. The hypocrisy is yeah. infuriating. I it would bothers agree with me. And, yeah. so, and it's because of these sort of things that I see on Facebook that I get, I get whipped up into a furor. Right. And I don't work out. Bringing it back around. I don't work out. So you can effectively blame the conservative party. <laughs> you guys, I figured it out. It's the right Thanks. wing. Oh, thank. It is the, right, the alt-right once again. Coming invading your personal space, <laughs> big government out, you know, of our personal space, and here they are ruining your workout sessions. What is more of a personal I invasion? I know. If, Nothing. If anyone is a smug elitist, <laughs> it's those red staters ruining my workout routines. Deliberately, I Deliberately. would argue. Deliberately. Glad we figured that one out. Me too. Yes. A lot of a lot of resolve. I'm glad I got that off my chest too. Yeah. I, 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 that was sort of like sitting on me for a little bit there. Yeah. And now now I can go back to talking about eggs. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that's I think it's like impossible at this point um, to exist in this country without talking about politics. I know because it's, it's awful. It is awful. It's awful. Yeah. I don't want to talk about politics. I don't like politics. Yeah, I know. I don't really care. I used to actually be very politically active in my younger days. Yes. And um, I think I really burned out, really. Yeah. And now I know, uh, well, I know nothing. I don't know. Mm. I used to be very politically active. I used to care. I used to like to talk about it. And I still yeah. care. I still care a lot. I just really don't like to talk about it because you're either just... Actually, I shouldn't say that because I really enjoyed that conversation that was, just now. That was yeah. fun. Well, because we basically were agreeing with each other. Yeah, so, right. You know, bubble. But bubble. <laughs> but it was a conversation I haven't had before. Oh, so okay. let's say that that was that was fun. Yeah. But a lot of times, like you know, during the election, it's like the same uh, conversation over and over. Or people keep making the same sardonic remarks. Right. Like, oh, uh, forget it. Yeah. Like, good. You read it. You know, I. It's just. It's yeah. like we already think what we think and. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, I, I spent time with my family over Thanksgiving and then later on around Christmas, and of course, politics is all my parents want to talk about because they're yeah. also very, they're much more politically minded, and my dad works in an ancillary role in politics, mm-hmm. et cetera. So they always want to talk about it, and I'm like, I can't talk about it. Oh, like, yeah. You guys aren't on Facebook. You guys right. are not inundated with this bullshit hours and hours and hours every day. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that, it's not to say that they are sheltered from politics. They just get their politics from, you know, the news hour. Right. Or from the New York Times or from Fox News because they, they like watching all the news. Right. But, but they don't have all these people barking in our ears from like their Dem- friends. Democrats. Yeah. Democrats. Yeah. Democrats. It's true. 
Did no, it is true. Yeah. No, my my uh, my parents are the same way. Whenever I go back home to visit them, they want to talk about politics, and my they get very worked up. Yeah. My mom was like beside herself in a constant state of like heightened emotion mm-hmm. every time I talk to her. And the conversation turned to politics. Her voice would go up an octave. Like, she would start speaking loudly. Like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I agree. So let's just not bother. Yeah. My my problem is that I I wind up having to make the same point a few times. Because I'll see them on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And they'll make a comment about this or that. And then I'll have to sort of, like, I'll have to sort of, you know... Show them my perspective on something a little bit because my parents are are left leaning, but mm-hmm. they're not like super wackadoodle lefties. Right, right. Um, sometimes they find certain things like the the protest that happened downtown after the election. They just feel like it's excessive. Like mm. the man was elected, just let's live with it. Right. And I was like, well, I don't think it was really. I don't. I think. It, I think for a lot of people, it was not so much a let's overturn the system or we're crybabies. It's more like for those of you who are feeling like. You know, you are now marginalized in society. It's a sh- it's a show of support. They're like, right. oh, uh, which by the way, and that idea, I didn't even think about that idea until yeah. my boyfriend gave me that idea. That is a good so, point. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that's really that makes sense. You know, because if I were someone who was suddenly feeling like I was going to be deported or going to be the victim of a lot of hate crimes or whatever, mm-hmm. I would feel scared, and it would be nice to, to see the people marching in my honor. So I told that to my parents. They're like, oh. And then, like, Christmas comes around, and then it's like, oh, I have to do this all over again. I've got to prove my whole point over again. You forgot what we talked about previously. Like, come on, we already covered it. Yeah, that's a, but that's an excellent point, actually. I'm not a, I'm sort of neutral about protesting in general. I'm not a big protester. I'm not a protester. I like to podcast my, my, my my complaints. I like a, I like a um, soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) Like a soapbox. Yeah, yeah, I prefer to be listened to hose. exclusively, if yes. I'm going to say what I think. <laughs> Captive audience. Yeah. you know this is, plays, it's huge, huge. It's huge. <laughs> I mean, it's huge. We're reaching the masses, and this is, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I do feel bad when going on, because every now and then I watch what happens on our bonus episode, we'll start talking about politics or whatever, and we'll, you know, we obviously, we, you know, Ronnie and I have a liberal lean. He's a little bit more, like... Maybe libertarian almost. He has some weird sort of pushback against against the left sometimes. I shouldn't say weird. It's just that's what he feels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do feel bad because, you know, like this goes out to everyone. This goes out to liberals and conservatives. And I, I, I hate to think of people in the audience feeling like shit or something. Mm-hmm. Like I've been scolding them. Like I'm not really trying to do that. It's more like this is what I see going on and this is where my frustrations get in terms of like not being heard or understood mm-hmm. um, and like can't we all just get along yada yada yeah can, I, I can't, can't we all, and, and I love you I love all of you uh, I also will will make the point that I, I don't think um, anything well other than like revealing our clear left-leaning politics <laughs> Real liberal elitist. I mean, it's true. I mean, a liberal elitist who drinks chia seeds every morning. I mean, we are drinking rosé and talking politics. And we have two boxes of Trader Joe's cookies. I mean, okay, we're insufferable. We get it. We We are. We hate ourselves more than you hate us, okay? (laughs) It's so fun. We get it. We We, get it. We're giving you all, like, we're giving you so much stuff to make We're handing you free, we're handing you things. But I do think that the argument could be made that um, at least the Facebook portion of the conversation was... Non-partisan, only insofar yeah. as uh, we, it's not—it's neither liberals nor conservatives who are to blame for that. Everyone yeah. participates. So, if anything, I would say to any conservative listeners that I would actually like to know what's going on in your world. Yeah. Enlighten me. I don't live in it. Yeah, I would want to know why. You know, like I—I I feel like. You know, uh, Blackish did an episode this week about the Trump election, and they did it so well. They, I heard. I didn't see it. I, but I, heard. I was so. I know a few people who write on that show, and I was just really so um, uh, like proud of the way they approached it. They did try to show both sides. They, they, it was mainly like a left-leaning thing, and then there's one character who's like, "Guess what? I voted for Trump." I was like, "Whoa!" And I was like, oh. "Well, this and this, this," and and they had to realize they're being, you know, they weren't listening to everyone. And I, I think. You know, what I want to hear are, you know, you know, why, like, I want to hear, you know, um, 
not the, the 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 typical just bullshit about like Hillary's a crook, right? You know, yeah, and the middle, you know, white, yeah, like what, him. like what is what are the things that make people want to be conservative or liberal? Really, like what is it that like drives you to that platform where you feel like ultimately, you know, and what do they believe the Republican platform is? Is it about small government? Is it for them about the social stuff? Like, what is it that you believe in that you believe the Republicans? answer for you or like or what you would want out of a candidate who who would maybe like bridge these things i mean you don't even have to by the way you don't have to respond to any of this i don't know why i'm like i, I just i'm curious but you're i'm curious i keep having this idea of like you know um this is so kumbaya yeah, that's why i'm like hitting myself <laughs> yeah right now. i know I'm like this is awful we're supposed to be talking about blenders i know i know we, i did and we this can. is my fault I, I brought this up this is I am going to add judgment to my excuse. Wow. Which is that I, I brought I brought all this up. Okay. And then during a lighthearted conversation about eggs <laughs> and working out. It did go quickly from eggs to politics. <sighs> you know what? No one respond. Yeah. Respond. No one, yeah. No one, no one, no one, unless you want unless to. Unless you want to. Yeah. It's not your job to, I, right. But I'm curious to know. So well, if you I think feel that's, like but it. That's, that's truly, everyone's saying we have to listen to each other. We have to listen to each other. I think I think the only way to listen to each other is if someone says like okay tell us what like resonates with you and not like don't talk about the campaign stuff like mm-hmm. don't talk about emails whatever she's a crook even though right. I don't think she was that much of a crook right. compared to at least Donald Trump but right. like, <laughs> actual literal crook <laughs> little crook but like, okay, no, <laughs> but like what were the things like why why does like why does like 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 the Affordable uh, Care Act why is that why does that bother you so That's much? That's what I'm so curious about. I'm I I was gonna post something. God, like bring it back. I was gonna post something on Facebook, and I realized it was like too earnest to post. Yeah. I don't. I and I mean it like this is the most earnest thing I can say. I don't know why people are against it. It's yeah. not like I don't get it. Why are you against it? No, yeah. I know. I I actually don't know. Yeah. I actually I, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't really know why people are for it. I think it. it's like, gotta I, be. I think it's gotta be something with taxes because or premiums. I was, because you know what? I I looked. I was like, you know what? I'm all. I'm very pro it because I like having affordable health care. And mm-hmm. by the way, I don't have a boss, so mm-hmm. I have to pay for my own health care. Mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. I'm literally paying for my own health care. Right. But, Same. But I was like, you know what? I should really learn more about what's on the other side. So I went and I looked at like the pros and the cons. I went to different sites. Oh, so maybe you can answer this. A little bit, because again, I'm only learning from what I got from the internet. Right. But basically, almost all the cons pertain to taxes. It, like like a, a, like a causes an increase in tax here, increase in tax here. Uh, and in the long term, it'll save us money. But for right now, premiums will temporarily be up. And like... Mm-hmm. A, I really I felt like all the pros on the healthcare side were more pros in terms of more people are covered, this and this is covered, this no like the pre-existing conditions is gone, uh, this is extended and yada yada yada. It was all about the pros were all about healthcare and mm-hmm. the cons were about cost and taxes. Hmm. And so I think where maybe a bubble situation would come in where you say, well, you know what, like taxes are taxes, everyone's got to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like this is ultimately good. Aren't someone's lives better than your tax money? But then people who are truly in financial straits, right? Right. Then taxes is a really big deal. But I just want to counter one thing, which is, I'm paying for all your kids' education. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm paying for all is your public on? schools. Is this on? Okay. I'm paying for all your public schools. Okay. <laughs> you can pay for my flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well said. Well said. No, I mean, but but like. <laughs> but nevertheless. But the truth is, though, I mean, I, I'm joking. <laughs> but there's my fully shot. But is, there is some truth in it that like we fund a lot of public things, you know, and things right. that we as a society believe are important. <laughs> right, right, like right. Yeah. Education, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess now, I guess maybe there's an argument. Maybe some people feel like yes, it is good and it is important, but it should be done at a state level instead of a national level. But I don't know. I, I don't. So we're, but we do we, educational things on a national level. Yeah, I I don't like it's. The, the picking and choosing real question yes. is um does that mean like the taxes because i feel like a lot of times we hear like tax increase this tax increase that but we never as individuals feel it so are some of these tax increases like affecting people in a in a real way i don't know that's what i'm curious See, i don't know this is this is this is whatever this is what you listeners get an right. uninformed podcast <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, to but me, closer than I was at least ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I mean, gonna, my, my feel, yeah, water. I'll have some more rosé. Yeah, my feeling is this: taxes are just always taxes, and they're always shitty. Mm-hmm. And whether they go up like one percent or three percent or point two percent, to me, all I know is I'm just paying money. I really, <laughs> and you know, it's like yeah. it's like it's it's sucky no matter what, and we're paying for our every thing, every road and bridge and textbook, you know, like. Why do we draw the line? At, I, I said, why don't we just go whole hog and go for, go for the healthcare? Let's just let's just go. Like, you know, let's just go crazy. Let's wrap it up and pay for everything for everyone. Yeah, screw it. Let's just become full socialist. I was I'm gonna say kidding. it. I was gonna say it, but I didn't, and I'm glad you did. No, no. Uh, I, 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 but I do think. I, I don't know. Part of me feels now. This is my prejudice. Okay, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is a prejudiced comment. Yes. Good preface. I, thank you. Good preface. Um, and so everyone, take it with a huge grain of salt because yep. I'm uninformed and I'm th- announcing that I'm uninformed. Okay. But <laughs> Self-awareness. Self-aware. Self-awareness. I, I mean, in, in my mind, I can only imagine the reason why so many people are so against it is because ultimately it was a political would it be a political football? I don't know. Is that right. the right metaphor? It's ah, a, yeah. It doesn't go back and forth. It's right. just sort of like a it's a big political move. Right. And I think letting it I think maybe it its passage um meant that a certain if, if it got credit for being wonderful, whatever you know, the Dems would have gotten a lot of credit mm. for doing contributing great things, and then that would have trickled down to then, like, successful elections down the line. Interesting. And so it had to be cast as this terrible thing hmm. that went against X, Y, and Z, and then whatever interest. But as you can hear from my statement, very uninformed. Right. But in my mind, I think that's... Is that why people hate it so much? Because it's, because it's been cast as this the worst thing ever mm-hmm. in an effort to delegitimize the political parties behind it. You know, I have to say that that makes my blood boil right there. <laughs> Sorry. See, this is the problem. I Facebooked you because I, I made your know. blood boil an uninformed opinion. But it's not impossible. And I'll say that as an equally uninformed. <laughs> now let's just go off the rails We're into conspiracy the rails. theorist territory. Please. Because I also have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. Let the record show. Your finger's in the air. It's the in the air for emphasis. But. Using the information that I have thus far in my life gained. Yes. Okay. Um, I will say it is not impossible that there's political motivation. Like you said, like, okay, then this Democratic president gets credit for giving health care to people and then the Dems are celebrated and then they win in right. the states and then they take the Congress and what have you. Right. Okay. So it's possible. But that is like makes me so mad I almost can't talk like to the idea that like a political party would place their own basically their own professional success yes. over the well-being of the people they're supposed right. to be representing is infuriates me this is all of course based on the premise that this is something that would help right people. right based on right right my fair. experience yeah. is that it does in my opinion is that it does but then if people feel like it does not help people, because there are many doctors who actually feel like like it's been a shit show ever since it's been introduced, right? You know, so I get that too. But in my mind, I I just feel like affordable health care, like you know, this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, like what? Like, like why it seems not? Great. Yeah, <laughs> it, seems it seems great. great. It seems great to me. And if they, and I think it wouldn't have been a shit show if it had been like let's all work together to make this work. It would have been a non. It would have been great. But I mean, well, both sides accuse the other side of not working with each other. Right. So there's right, that. Right. But um, I just think if you're if you're gonna say like, okay, well, we're opposed to this because we're opposed to big government. It's another thing the government is paying for. I sort of get that, but then I also then don't understand how that works with federal funding for a billion things like any sort of education right. or the fact that, um, you know, what was it? Medicaid D whatever mm-hmm. in the two thousands, mm-hmm. which like blew out the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the point is the government spends money now. That's just, <laughs> that's just, just what that's they just do. how it, that's just how it is. That's just how, okay. So here's in economics. So here's a thing that I'd like to know. I'm sorry. I keep hitting the table. It's fine. I can tell you, 
I'm in the same boat you are. Yeah. I mean, and this is these are my these are the questions that we have. These are the nothing questions. Adds up. Nothing, nothing adds, up. adds up. We're dealing with two and two equals three here. I do not understand. <sighs> so I can speaking like basically the breadth of my knowledge about Affordable Care Act. I can tell you personally. I had, because I also have to pay for my own insurance. I had health insurance prior to the Affordable Care Act. I paid about $350 a month. When the Affordable Care Act was instituted, my monthly payment went down because I enrolled through it to $190 a month. So that is my personal experience Mm -hmm. with the positive. So I would want to know, can someone tell me they're negative? Like what, did you have a similar personal experience that was shitty? Right. Because I had one, I'm one person, and I had one good experience. So is there someone out there who had one right. bad experience personally? I've heard stories of people um, having to wait a long time to make an appointment, mm. um, things like that. Or having, I have not experienced that, though. Because I mean, so I suddenly other people have health insurance? I don't know, maybe. Right. I've heard stories of that, uh, as a result, the premiums have gone up because of various things, and then the, the premium's gone up. It's it's put like um, it's put pressure on small businesses, mm, mm-hmm. and that's been hard on small business. That's had like a whole effect. So there's mm. that thing too. Right. Okay. I'd be. I'd love to hear from people. I'd yes. love to hear from <laughs> listeners. Listeners. Positive they, or you know, negative. It's like, it's like I kind of like I'd love to hear from listeners, and at the same time I'm like I kind of don't want to because the last thing I want on the Facebook page for this podcast is a yeah. whole bunch of political ranting. Right. That's. But funny. admittedly. We just politically we just ranted. Did it. We, we just, just ranted. It. We, just we can't clo- we can't just rant and not let we people can't. have their <laughs> We're assuming that there's like people lining up to comment on this. <laughs> right, right, I know. I'm assuming that there are like thousands of people like poised over their keyboards. Yeah, ready to chime just in. Ready. They should chime in. Please uh, chime I, in. You like how I just keep changing my tune? Yeah. I'm like, I don't, don't chime want to... in. Never chime, chime in. in. Chime in. Chime in. Chime in. No, they should chime in because everyone should be heard. But like, uh, if you chime in, like, um... keep it respectful. <laughs> don't say Democrats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't say. <laughs> You can say, you know what I hate about that? Mm. Is there a good, like, like retort for Republicans? It's just Democrats, it's so easy. It's like, that's a great, like, we give it to them on a platter. No, I know. We handed it to them. The Republicans would be Republicans. 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 (laughs) Republicans. Republicans. We are, I mean, we have. You know, it's funny, going into this podcast, I was lamenting my lack of productivity this week. Mm. But wow, I feel like we have accomplished so much in this hour. This has been a really good hour. This has been a real. This is why. This is why we say we should banter every time yeah. we see each other. Although, admittedly, I feel like our banter is a little bit more lighthearted. Usually, Normally, yeah, I think right, that last week when we were bantering, we were talking about people from the past, like former right. romantic liaisons from the past, contacting right. us. Right. That was a. That was fun. That's true. It was much lighter. We really went. It was for lighter. It. I. It's my fault. It's okay. I went with you. I, I, I went there with you. But I'm the host. I should know better. Uh, well, you can take it where you will now. How about I, I, the floor is yours. Potato chips. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Love them. Love them. Love well, them. I think we should just wrap this up. Everyone, thank you so much for uh, listening to this cathartic session for us. We needed to get these things off. Yeah. You know, we missed a whole year. Again, we were marinating on this. And now here it is. This is we arrived. Yeah, we birthed it. We cooked it. We we (laughs) baked these thoughts into a nice pie. We hope it was worth it. Yeah, for everyone. Chime in. Um, uh, So everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for still saying subscribe to this podcast while it was on hiatus for a year, Mm -hmm. but. it's back. I don't know what the publishing schedule is going to be. I'm just going to try to do them when I can and try to do them more consistently. Uh, so th- thank you, Jessica, for coming on to the big show. Thank you for having me, Ben. Thank you this for putting your fun. ideas into the banter blender and pressing puree. That, well said. <laughs> thank you. It was my pleasure. And <laughs> I'm going to stop myself from talking about some of my issues I have with my Vitamix. I'll just save that. Because you can't puree, you can't put like, (laughs) you can't put garlic in there. Oh, well, I mean, you have to have If you need to puree garlic and you want to put in like five pieces of garlic, one press of the button and it's on the side. No, that's true. It's a problem. Yeah, that's true. You don't pay that much money to not be able to puree garlic. That is an absolutely fair point. We'll have to uh, approach this on another. To be continued. To be continued. Yeah. So thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.